I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday. So make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Hey listeners, it's Madigan. Before we get into the episode, a quick disclaimer. Something funky was going on with our audio starting around the three minute mark and happens off and on throughout the episode. It's super annoying and I'm really sorry. So if you don't want to listen to it, feel free to skip ahead. But I feel it's still a very important story and I hope that most of you will listen through it. All right. Thank you so much. Ray John. Hi, I'm Keegan. And I'm Madigan. And you're listening to Your Angry Angry Neighborhood Neighborhood Feminist. Feminist. This is a podcast where we evaluate the world through our (laughs) own personal feminist perspectives. That's not going to make any sense to any of you. You're not going to get that joke until the full length episode. But you know what? Now you have to listen to the full length episode. I don't think we should explain it right now. We're not going to explain it. This is a podcast where we evaluate the world through our own (laughs) personal feminist perspectives. God damn it. All right. It's been a week, you guys. We, as well, we're going to mention this in the full length episode. We did a reverse of our normal recording schedule where we normally would do our mini episode first, our full length episode afterwards. We flipped the switch today and we did our full length episode first. And now we are working on our mini episode. And yeah, so we're a little more loosey goosey than I feel. Yeah. Typically, we're like tired in the beginning of the mini. And then by the time we get to the full, we're like wired and ready. And now we're kind of the opposite. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm still tired. I'm just constantly tired. I saw a tweet that was like, Adulthood is so weird because it's like one day you get a little sleepy and you just stay that way you for the rest of your sleepy, life. Yeah. And it's a, never a truer word has been spoken. I no. could nap at literally any time. Oh, anytime. Always. But my issue is that if I start napping, who's to say I'm going to stop? 
Yeah, it's an all-day event That's now. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I can't do it. I have to just keep drinking coffee consistently throughout the day no. until 5 o'clock hits and I start drinking You know, there's, there's no... It's, it's real messed up because, like, I don't sleep well. Then I'm, like, super busy. And also my body rejects it if I have more than, like, two cups of coffee. Like, my body, like, freaks out. <laughs> so they're just like, just be tired, bitch. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know, like, bitch. Sorry. You're just going to be tired for the yeah, rest of your life. It's... Horrible. Yes. So Keegan was so wonderful to record a mini by herself last week. I was going through some more issues with my prescriptions. I'm so glad you're back. It was <sighs> it was much harder than I thought. I was like, I'm going to be in and out in like it's no hard. time. And then I sat down and I was just like stupid. Like I recorded like half of it and then I deleted the whole thing and did it no. again because I was just like, I sound dumb. <laughs> no. See, and I I've done it a few times by myself as well, and it is super weird. But I have to say I didn't listen to it because I trust you I'm like whatever but I'm like I'm sure you did a great job I've done it before I'm sure you're fine but I greatly appreciate you still doing that but I still really want to talk about the things that I wanted to talk about last week so that's what I have for you today well why don't you go first okay all right so I'm gonna be doing something weird and I'm gonna be talking about sports Um, this was actually something that my boyfriend Max brought to my attention and he felt like it was something that would be important for our listeners to hear. And I totally agree with him. So there was a hockey player from the Chicago Blackhawks, uh, who came forward publicly after previously being referred to anonymously as John Doe. This person's name is Kyle Beach, and he filed a lawsuit against the hockey team over how the organization mishandled his sexual assault allegations. So we've discussed on this show before not only the stigma around being a man as a victim of sexual assault, but also a lot of sports culture and how you're supposed to behave and react to emotional things and traumatic things and it is not within sports culture to call out an allegation like this especially when it is a male athlete who is reporting another male athlete right right i mean i think you're kind of you're kind of in a tough position regardless as a, a male athlete yeah right where there's like so much toxic masculinity that exists within sports culture you and i were talking about that before we started recording uh so whether this be a sexual assault allegation from another man or from a woman yeah uh it's you're kind of the culture of silence around sexual assault for men in general is very high and And men in sports within sports it's it's even worse so very much so according to his allegations beach had complained to team leaders back in 2010 that coach brad aldrich sexually assaulted him upper management ignored his complaints until after the team won the stanley cup so they were like, our team is doing really, really good. We think they have a shot at winning. We don't want to disrupt this. We're not going to disrupt this mm-hmm. by bringing all of this to everyone's attention. An independent investigation began in June 2021, which I didn't even think about this when I was taking my notes, but that's 11 years later. And that's crazy that this has been weighing on this man for 11 years anonymously, you know, and this is finally coming to light. 
It would be horrible, like genuinely horrible to feel like like one of the worst things. We talk about this on my worst date a lot because my co-host on that show or one of my co-hosts on that show, Cassie, she's always talking about like how her biggest fear is not being believed. Yeah. And like she can't watch movies where someone's not being believed. someone isn't yeah. being believed because it's so frustrating. Oh, like this is something that both my mom and I have in common where we have dreams all the time where we are yelling at someone like yelling and screaming and they're just like not affected not listening not responding like I completely understand that where you just want someone to understand and they're just right yeah Yeah. and it's very difficult it's hard to watch something like that happen so for it to be your lived experience and to go on for over a decade yeah would be I mean it would be weighing on you constantly It'd be devastating constantly yeah Yeah. and it was this investigation that really made him feel like it was no longer my word against everyone else's like it was substantiated it was fact this actually happened so this is the report in 2010 when beach was 20 years old he joined the blackhawks during a time that the blackhawks seemed to be toward a stanley cup worthy season The assailant, Aldrich, was 27 at the time and was the team's video coach. Aldrich invited Beach to his apartment during the second week of May, providing dinner and drinks. Beach said Aldrich threatened his place on the team and sexually assaulted him that night. Beach went on to report the assaults to other members of the team and word eventually got to the mental skills coach and team counselor named Jim Gary. Gary shared the allegations with the leaders of the Blackhawks, including President Joe McDonough, Executive VP Jay Blunk, Assistant General Manager Kevin Chevalgayoff, and Head Coach Joel Queenville. They decided to, quote, avoid bad publicity as the team approached the playoffs and the team's leaders didn't make the allegations public or remove Aldrich from the team until well after the team won the Stanley Cup. And after they won the Cup, it also came to light that Aldrich made a sexual advance on another man who was 22 years old and an intern working during team events. After the celebrating for the Stanley Cup was over, they gave him the option to have an investigation done or to resign. What do you think he chose? To resign. To resign. He chose (laughs) to resign. He then received a severance and a payoff bonus and continued to be paid his salary for, for several more months. He was also allowed to bring the Stanley Cup to his hometown. His name was engraved on the trophy. He received a championship ring and attended the Stanley Cup banner raising ceremony. I will never understand. I just think that, you know, this I don't know. This is some Larry Nasser shit. Am like, I, it's awful. It, it sounds like... Um, Gosh, what was that Penn State scandal? Mm-hmm. You, you know, it sounds very similar. And I will never understand that, especially, and again, maybe it's because I am, no, it's not. It's not because of this. But I do think part of it is that I'm not a sports person. I don't understand sports. We're not in the culture, so we don't understand right. the same I'm, I'm not. Part. I'm yeah. not in the culture of it. But to me, I'm like, I don't understand putting something like this, winning a trophy, over someone's being. lived experience yeah. like their actual life yeah like i just i don't get it i just don't get it i know at I know. all like you know it's just and it gets it's worse. baffling to me it yeah. gets worse so because it's been 11 years this man is obviously 
a horrible predator, he's not going to stop. Yeah, what of he's course doing. he's going to keep doing it. Like so, he got away with it. Exactly, exactly. It's going to give him even more motivation to be able to do it again. So he went on to work with USA Hockey, the University of Notre Dame, Miami University in Ohio, and Houghton High School. In Houghton, Michigan. While in Houghton, Michigan, Aldrich was arrested for an incident in Michigan and pleaded guilty in 2013 to fourth-degree criminal sexual assault involving a minor. It was this arrest that encouraged Beach to come forward. Yeah, like, oh, God, this stuff makes me so mad. Like, it makes me so mad because in failing to protect this one person... You, you let f- others get hurt. Right. You fail you to let protect. A, you let an actual, like this man was 20 and I'm not saying that it's better to be assaulted at any certain age. It's always a horrible thing. But you're allowing this man not to go into schools with actual children. Right. And you're giving him a position of power as a coach for high school hockey. That's disgusting. Right. Because I mean, listen, a 20 year old for all intents and purposes, largely is no different from a high schooler. Like, yeah, in, usually You've got a few years of experience in you. Sure. I I mean, like, sure, mentally, you might be more mature, but like physically, I've been around a 20 year old. Yeah, 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 yeah. So some for somebody who that's their preference, like physically. Yeah. um, You have to know that you have to know that you can't allow them to go then work for other colleges in a high school. Right. Because they're going to do the same thing. Horrible. And so luckily, because as we're talking about sports culture, the fans are just as bad for the most part. A lot of times Uh, sometimes worse, (laughs) sometimes worse. Right. So. This whole story was brought up to me because Max always goes on Reddit first thing in the morning and we're just like in bed scrolling and he tells me about this. And the thing that stood out the most to him was the fact that anybody who spoke ill of this guy, Beach, was immediately like bombarded on Reddit with people like tearing them to shreds. Like nobody was allowing any sort of toxic but no it was a good they were they weren't letting any bad come in like every time somebody said something bad about the story they would stand up for beach okay i'm sorry i had the wrong person i thought you were talking about the coach no 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 no. they were like really really as soon as they knew who this player was and this story got out that's good hockey fans were immediately defending this guy who came out with these allegations and it was something that Max, being a hockey player who doesn't agree with the culture in a lot of ways, was really, really happy to hear. Now, so that's what I had last week in my notes. And I was like, oh, my God, look, like sports culture being like actually like really wonderful and loving and accepting. And I sent Keegan a video this morning and an article because this is what Max woke up to this morning this week was a video of a young girl who was a goalie being completely harassed by an entire group of the people in the stands shouting trigger warning suck my dick and she's a whore while she's playing hockey on the team and it's in high school in high school yeah Mm -hmm. and like nothing has where where are the like can you imagine teaching at a high school and just allowing that to happen? Like, why where was are the- no? Why was the coach not going out there and grabbing the girl? Like, she had tears in her eyes this whole time. Like, the, the story- coach, other teachers, other parents. Like, this is the yeah. thing I don't understand about this like mob mentality. Like, nobody. How could you let it go for that long? Is gonna step in and say like, hey not cool. Uh-huh. Like, you're not gonna turn to other. Like, and that's another thing too. Again, I don't understand sports culture, but when things get out of hand at like 
high school games or sometimes like middle school games, yeah. elementary school games. You where parents have to start, keep that in check. Parents start throwing punches and shit. Yeah. I'm like, how... It, it, are you embarrassed? Did I ever tell you about the the two moms that like started a fist fight during a practice one day at my rink? It is no. I'll have my mom tell you the story one day because she was literally sitting between these two moms that were like ready to throw hands. It's so <laughs> embarrassing. It is super like, embarrassing. What's wrong with you? Yeah. What is wrong with you? Like I just I don't understand humanity. Right now, I don't know if I ever did, but like I genuinely feel like people are completely No off their rocker at this moment. So while, like, you know, there was a story I discussed earlier this year about the first openly gay active NFL player. Now, you know, this story about this hockey player has come out and I have seen, um, because I'm not in any sort of sports world, I've seen through Max a lot of really wonderful things happening. Um, And then this kind of brings it right back to reality of how far we still have to go when it comes to misogyny in sports. Yeah. It's awful. Yeah, yeah. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, okay, well, this was something that I was going to talk about anyway, but then we got a uh, email from a listener. So reminder that you can always email us anytime. Yep. Uh, we will do our best to respond. Might not always be super timely but we do try to do our best to respond but uh so i did respond to this person um who is a virginia resident who Mm -hmm. wanted us to discuss the election in virginia um so uh it is 
a bit of a bummer. Mm -hmm. A lot of people were watching the governor race in Virginia closely as an indicator of what midterms might look like for Democrats, right? Right. I think a lot of people saw the Gavin Newsom recall election here in California and said like, oh, that's so good for Democrats. Like that's a good indication of what's going to happen in midterms, which never felt right to me. No, because California is a bit different, I think. Right, right. So I was just like, I don't know that, I don't think that's an indicator of anything. But Virginia was a bit of a different beast right it's like virginia is kind of a purple state in general but it is a state where biden won by 10 points and but it wasn't like obvious that he was gonna win by 10 points i remember virginia being like one of the what do they call like swings not swing states but well uh, i don't know if it's technically considered a swing state but it was one i think that they called a little later on it it wasn't like immediately they called it something though there were certain states that were like they're really important ones and i feel like virginia oh i know i know what you're talking about um i feel like virginia was one of them yeah i'm not sure but I think people kind of felt like because Biden won by such a huge margin um, and the state has not elected a Republican to statewide office in over a decade, Mm. um, they just kind of thought like it's going to remain that way. Right. And the soon to be former governor now, Terry McAuliffe, is a Democrat, obviously. Uh On Tuesday, they elected GOP candidate Glenn Youngkin. Mm. I don't like the sound of this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, It's not great. Uh, The predominantly white and affluent suburbs that showed huge swings for Democrats in 2020 swung towards the GOP this time with white women voters making a huge difference for Republicans. So Democrats had attributed much of their victories in 2018 and 2020 to driving up their margins with women, helping propel the party to control of Congress by tilting key districts away from previous Republican slant. Yeah. And while most women who outnumbered men at the polls, which is pretty standard. Yeah. In general, men, I mean, in general, women tend to show up in larger numbers to vote. Um, Most women voted for McAuliffe, the Democrat, but white women broke heavily for Youngkin with 57% of them backing the Republican candidate. Mm. So that's really what lost us, the state of Virginia. Young white women. Essentially. Um, And we suck. Oh, I'm not young anymore. Never mind. You are still young. Don't let anybody tell you that. <laughs> I'm still technically in my 20s. I'm young. <laughs> no, even when you're in your 30s, I'm getting sick of this. Like people talking about like people in their 30s not being young. Like we're young. We're I'm not still cool young. anymore. Yes, you are. Thank Fuck you. them. In fact, cool we're cooler. Anymore. I don't care. Okay. Anyway. Fuck yeah. We're cooler. Go home. We're cooler. <laughs> um. So Youngkin made schools and, quote, parents' rights the centerpiece of his campaign. So he was basically saying... What are parents' rights? Uh, Okay, let me (laughs) tell you. This is some wild shit. So he mentioned critical race theory in his campaign over and over again, basically saying, like, we will not allow critical race theory to be taught in our schools. Okay, Even though, by and large, it is not something that is taught K through 12, right? But even beyond that, he had a woman in one of his campaign videos it is the most unhinged shit she is in one of his campaign videos and she's saying um i was appalled when my child came home from school and showed me his homework and it was the most explicit stuff i had ever seen and i could not believe that it was being assigned in schools what is explicit about 
critical well, race theory. Well, here's the thing. This is how she said it. She said, it was some of the most explicit graphic content I have ever seen. And I was shocked and appalled. And right then I knew that we as parents needed to exercise our power. And, you know, we were able to get this vote through that parents should have a say in the curriculum. But Governor McAuliffe, the Democrat, he shot the whole thing down. But, you know, who will be on our side? Youngkin. So okay. you should vote for him. Do you want to know? Can we, can I, really quick, I just need like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. rewind, wind, wind. Okay. So she's talking about how awful it is to see these graphic, horrible, well, what is probably that? very violent things. Well, right. then what does that say about you? Why does that make you so uncomfortable when you didn't have to live through that? Well, but you see, the way she stated that is purposely vague, right? Like, yeah, so she's well, saying to me, this it is- sounds like this is making me feel bad because I'm a white person. I'm assuming she's a white person. She is. And you're telling the history of my people being not so nice to another race of people, which I say too fucking right. bad. But Deal the way it. she says it, it's, it doesn't sound like that. Like, it sounds like teachers straight up like gave are forcing well like it sounds like they gave pornographic material right like this is graphic and explicit right right and how old do you think her child is the way she talks about her child like child my child like six he is an ap english class as a senior in high school oh come on english which means getting ready to send you to college well an ap class is you're taking a college class in high school and the book was Toni Morrison's beloved. Are you kidding me? That she, she was so scandalized by oh. this, right? And they Jesus Mary Joseph. And it was so vague, right? So so Youngkin has this woman do this ad for him in a way that makes it sound like her 6-year-old child is being given pornographic material in school when it is a senior in high school. AP English Lady, class. look at your son's search history. Reading Beloved. And she's you like, are in for a world of pain looking into his search history, my friend. And she's like, he had nightmares. It was terrible. And I'm like oh, reading. Did he have to crawl in bed with his mommy to feel better? Oh, reading no. a true, like a, a, a book that is based on a true story about a a woman's experience in chattel slavery. Yeah. Like, that's what Honestly, you're talking about. that should fucking keep you up at it night. Should it should upset keep you. all of us up at night. Anything as absolutely cruel and heinous as chattel slavery should keep you up at night. Yeah. It's fucking awful. That's absolutely. the fucking point. That's so we don't do it again. Yeah, but no, she's in her fifis. She can't deal with oh, it. Oh, she's in her fifis. Uh, so, and again, I think that that kind of that kind of campaigning is so deliberately deceptive. Oh, like 100%. To, to put it, you know, I mean, all politicians do it in one way or another, but that is so blatantly manipulative yes. that it's gross. Yeah. So he pledged uh, on, he pledged to ban critical race theory in schools on day one. Um, even though, like I said, it has little to no impact on K through 12 classrooms. That's what most educators say. Yeah. Uh, to Democrats, the issue has been obviously more of an appeal to a certain base, a certain type of people, because it was very apparent to me. Youngkin did pull something off here. He portrayed himself as this kind of like Mitt Romney-esque country club Republican, um, but still managed to get Trump voters. He right. got Trump's um, endorsement. Okay, so there you got that that plus for Trump voters, 
But because he wanted to appeal to a lot, all of the moderates who voted for Biden during the 2020 election, right. who were ashamed to vote for Trump, he wouldn't appear with Trump on stage. He okay. definitely distanced himself from Trump. So in he interviews could still give the word of approval without having to be buddy buddy with right. him he, outwardly. He played both sides yeah. because he, he, you know, kind of dog whistled critical race theory, which is something that. A lot of Trump supporters kind of get them on board. It's a very hot button word that they don't probably don't even know what it is. Right. He ran on election security, which again is another dog whistle. Yeah. And wouldn't he waited until he got the um, got the what am I trying to say? Like the the ticket became the governor can the candidate oh like he knew he was gonna win not until he knew he was gonna win but like you know uh in the primary oh like he got the ticket to run for the right. final like, yes. election wow. or whatever. Yeah. brain not working but i'm glad we got there we got there but he waited that's until- why there's two of us Keegan. yeah i know <laughs> we make it work he waited until he got that before he admitted that biden was president you know what I mean? Like he's playing both sides and he yeah. is an evangelical Christian. He has like he's a millionaire who has been donating money to a lot of Republican candidates, including Lindsey Graham and Paul Ryan um, for a really long time. He has a evangelical church on one of his properties. On his um, property? Uh-huh. What are we, the fucking righteous gemstones over yeah. here? What's going on? Yeah, like really not great. By He's, the way, watch that show on HBO. It's I fucking hilarious. I would love to. You um, have to. It's so good. He is obviously, because of his evangelical beliefs, very anti-choice. Yeah. But he was caught on, like, there was a um, journalist or someone who was miked uh, secretly and yeah. kind of, like, caught him basically saying, what like... He was basically saying like that he is anti-choice, but he can't, he doesn't want to be out and out with that yet because he wants to get those moderate voters. So he doesn't want to make it like an issue. So it is very concerning. So yeah. with that said, you know, the person who wrote into us said that they're feeling a lot of like hopelessness and they're very worried about their state because it very easily we could have a Texas situation with Roe v. Wade kind of being on the line right now. Right. Well, and also they were discussing the what they feel are like steps forward in yeah. their state that mm-hmm. they are worried about that going away. And I think that that's something that all of us have been feeling at one point or another, you know, during our four years of presidency with Donald Trump. You know what I mean? There, And that fear is still very alive within us that one person can be elected to reverse any sort of progress that we've made. Well, I think it's very, very scary because it's terrifying. Democrats are fucking up. They're like well, messing we're, up we're so being badly. Weak. Like I yes. hate to say it, but it's like we need to have somewhat more of the tactics of the other side in uh, order to be able to fight. Yeah. And the reason they make fun of us so much is like to me, when they started talking about teaching critical race theory, it all really happened during the summer when there was so much civil unrest after the murder of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, so on and so forth. I feel like the there's a criticism with Democrats that they jump on the bandwagon with things. And I feel like critical race theory has been something that 
people on the right have been able to latch on to and have used as another kind of like snowflake example of how they're just going to go with whatever's popular at the time and things like that as another reason to that. Well, Democrats don't stand for anything. It's, exactly. it's the reason why a lot of progressives don't like identifying themselves as Democrats. Oh, because when I, I just got my new license and I like re-registered to vote and I just did independent. Like I don't want to yeah, identify as that either. It's really hard because it's like, we feel like we don't have anywhere else to go. So we align ourselves um, behind the Democratic Party because we feel like we have no other choices when most people don't really feel strongly about Biden. And the thing that they banked on last time, you know, that they were going to win because look at the alternative. They're not going to have that in 2024 unless Trump runs again. again, If he runs again, maybe. But if he doesn't, even if he does, right? Like, people are so jaded by the fact that Biden promised all of these things that are not being followed through on. Yeah. Um, but if he doesn't run again and you get someone like Youngkin who seems respectable, Charismatic, right? Respectable. Who, who Republicans yeah. can, even though he has the same fucking terrible politics, yeah. they're going to lead us down the same terrible road. He feels less. You can go to people and say that he you support him. Without, more like a normal politician right, than like Trump. Without people. Yeah automatically thinking badly of you which means that a lot of moderate republicans are going to feel more comfortable voting Voting for somebody like that so the democrats will lose we will lose yeah we have control of the senate and the house and the presidency right now and we have gotten nothing done literally nothing nothing and i don't understand it because of that you know, okay, so not to freak anyone out. What is Biden doing all day? Well, you know, he has this infrastructure bill, but it keeps getting blocked by Mansion and Cinema, right? Like it's mm. getting blocked by supposedly, you know, moderate Democrats, right? Like, uh, but there are ways around that. Like you can, you're, you're sitting here, you're waiting, the fucking president, waiting for things to be handed to you. You know, and it's frustrating. You were vice president. Do you not know how this works? Like I don't know how this works, but you should know how this works. It's. It's really scary and Joe Biden. I don't mean to be alarmist because the person who wrote into us and I'm, I'm not, you know, giving them a shout out cause they didn't say that they wanted that. And so I, I want to protect their privacy, but, um, they were talking about their anxiety yeah. around the 2024 election. And I want to ease that anxiety. I do. I don't want anybody feeling, um, super depressed or anxious or alarmist. However, it, the reality of the situation is it's not great yeah. right now. And that is very scary because we have, we are facing existential crises yeah. in terms of, you know, not just reproductive rights amongst other things, but also right. the climate. Like, I mean, this is, this is the thing because I am not, one to condone fear mongering. I'm not saying let's all panic and freak Absolutely out. Absolutely do not panic. But I think that being realistic in these situations is what is going to be our best tool. It is going to be our best guide to the education that we need, to what we need to do in order to hopefully prepare ourselves in the next three years before this next election. I don't know how we're going to do that. I don't have all of the answers, but I think that the only way you can truly be prepared for anything in life is to have the full story and all the information, even if it makes you nervous and scared. I think that... You can't, you especially cannot go into that blindly. You have to, we have to know what's coming our way, which is why talking about these other elections are so important because we have to have that knowledge in order to fight back at some point. Yeah. I mean, and also 
Additionally, I don't say all of this to scare anyone. Like no. I'm, I'm not trying to scare anyone. I also think that it is beneficial to know that if you are feeling anxious or you are feeling um, scared or burnt out or anything else, that is normal. Yeah. Like, don't make anyone feel like you and are... And you're totally not alone. Yeah. Yeah. That is a normal empathetic, compassionate human response. Yes. That's to, like actually a very positive thing to have to where we are right now. Yeah. Like, like, you know, I was talking to you the other day about that TikTok that I watched mm-hmm. that was basically saying like a lot of the things that we understand about mental health and our reactions to it, we're responding and adapting to living in a world that's messed up. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's why we're all dealing with so much anxiety and depression because we're having to mold ourselves into a shape we don't want to be in order to survive our lives. To adapt to yeah. this like dystopian capitalist nightmare we have found Which ourselves in. Which is why I literally in. just texted you back, whoa, period. Yeah. Because <laughs> the truth is like if you're feeling this way, there's a reason. Like your body isn't necessarily like always lying to you. Like... There's a reason you feel like this is wrong and yeah. it is because it is wrong. Yeah. And that's your body telling you that like we need to we need to act and we need to do what we can. So totally, you know, anyway, can I end this on a positive note? Yes, please. OK, so a gay priest in Sweden refuses to marry straight couples in a stand against church loophole. <laughs> How much do we love this? I do. I love it. We love this. So I got all my info from pinknews.uk. Lars Gardfelt is a 56-year-old gay priest in the Church of Sweden, a notably progressive Lutheran church in Sweden. Lars is railing against what he sees as a discriminatory policy. In the Church of Sweden, priests are not obliged to marry a couple if they have conscientious objections to the union. Under this rule, clergy can refuse to marry same-sex couples if they're morally opposed. This rule remains even though same-sex marriage has been allowed in the Church of Sweden since 2009. Lars has decided, as a way to highlight this rule, that he would no longer marry opposite-sex couples to, quote, show the absurdity of refusing marriage to two consenting adults. In a Swedish publication called Expressen, Lars said he felt, quote, great sadness that he would no longer be marrying opposite-sex couples, but he also said he wants to show that the church's current position is theologically and ethically reprehensible. He also believed that the best way to tackle homophobia in the church is to refuse to recruit any anti-gay priests, and the only way that can happen is if the bishops take a hard-line approach. He is calling for senior officials in the Church of Sweden to overturn the conscientious objection rule ahead of the church elections that happened back in September, and unfortunately, it couldn't find the results anywhere. So this is like old news. So I am here asking if... By any chance, we have any Swedish listeners or you have family in Sweden and you know anything about this situation, I would greatly appreciate an update because this showed up on my Instagram and I was like, what? Like, I got to read about this guy. And then I found out this is a story from like August. So I figured I could wait one more week to share it again. I think it's absolutely fantastic. And I want to know more about this yes, story. Yes, please. Let us know. <laughs> Lars, what's your last name again? It's something Swedish and difficult to say. Gardfelt, we love you. We love you. It was very sweet. He's like, you know, I really love marrying straight couples. I think every couple deserves it's, it's to marry. It's a form of protest. And, yeah, it's not he's a like, true belief. It's a form of protest, which 100%. I think is um valid oh. like you know sometimes you got to do stuff to get stuff done exactly and the fact that like he is a gay priest 
to like even just hearing that sentence is like mind-boggling to me but like the fact that he himself is a gay man who is standing up for the gay rights within the church is something that's like yeah. So fucking badass I, to me. Like, it's so fucking badass. I love being on Exvangelical TikTok, um, which is just basically people who, like, used to be, like, I evangelicals who aren't anymore. Yeah. Kind of, like, and a lot of them, like, went to, like, studied theology and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Like, coming and kind of, like, refuting all this stuff in the Bible, too. Because I am not a religious person, um, but I believe that you should have the right to believe whatever you want to. You know, right. like... And if you are gay and you believe believe in the Lutheran church, Catholic church, right. whatever it may be, you have every right to practice that religion, to participate in that religion. And Jesus and to thinks be, so too, because the Bible doesn't say that you can't live your life the way that you literally live says it. it nowhere. Like nowhere. the Bible is just read by people and deciphered by people. Just like you in your high school English class, reading Romeo and Juliet, one person thinks one thing, one person thinks the other. Right. Yeah. So There's no, I can't, I, I think can't. it's great. I think it's great. I think it's fantastic. Here for it. All right. Is that all we got? I have something else, but you know what? I'll save it for next week. I feel okay. like it, I feel like I feel like it'll keep. You yeah. know what I mean? It's gonna. Just, it'll keep. It'll we'll keep. put it in some Tupperware. Yeah, we'll put stick it in, it in the fridge. We'll stick it in the fridge. Mm-hmm. We'll keep her. Let her sit for a week. Really marinate. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It'll be even better next week. Ah, uh, yeah. That's what always happens. Always like better. you leave chili in the fridge for like a couple days, and those flavors really just like. Do you ever seep. have my mom's chili? Uh huh. Many okay, times. Yeah. I want to. I'm going to make it soon. I'll bring you and Anthony over. A I'm tub. not eating meat anymore. Oh, fuck I know. Balls. It's a real bummer. Oh. Like chili is something that I actually kind of miss. But, oh man. Yeah. Oh man, that sucks. All right. Well, thank you for listening to another mini episode. As Keegan mentioned earlier, and I will mention again, if there are any topics that you want us to cover on our news episodes, please email us at neighborhoodfeminist at gmail.com or direct message us on Instagram at Angry Neighborhood Feminist. We have a Facebook business and group page. You can rate and review us on the business page and chat with the other listeners on the group page. Last but most certainly not least, it means so much to us when you go on Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review with a quick sentence about why you love the show it is the absolute best way to support us and it makes our day let's just be honest all right that's all we have for you today with all that being said we encourage you to To rage on bye Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.